I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us, frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers, are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often seems to only value speed, success, and power. Listen, friends, we know what's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface. And sometimes you have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try. Have a seat. Just for a few minutes, let's go the slow way. Curiosity and the Circular Pattern of Generosity. Last spring, on Ace's last day of school, I watched his moving up ceremony over Zoom, in which a sweet wildcat mascot handed out certificates to the gaggle of masked kids in Ace's classroom. The Zoom camera was at the front of the room, so all of us watching from home could only see the teacher and the mascot up front. Ace was in a seat on the left side off camera and throughout the entire ceremony, while his teacher spoke about each child, my son's constant song of ah, a form of verbal stimming, couldn't be missed. His teacher tried to talk above it. Listener, I want you to know that no other kids were making noises, only mine. And that's a reality I'm learning to hold. I am the mother of a child who may always be the one making noises in the back of the room. My husband and I watched the video together, and every time Ace got louder, we giggled. We have learned to love every one of that kid's sounds. Now, I'm not just telling this story to tell you how adorable I think my son is while he makes distracting sounds, (laughs) but I am saying that the more I understand my son, the more I know what his noises mean and why. And because of that, the more I love his noises. Over time, that knowing is a part of loving. I believe a person must be fully known before they can be fully loved. One of my great delights over last school year was watching to see how much Ace's teachers seemed to understand his sounds as well and how fully they accepted him in all of his quirks. I want my son to be known, understood, and loved. Around the same time as his last day of school, I listened to an interview with Brian McLaren about his book that was coming out last spring, Faith After Doubt. And as the interview began, the podcast host, Suzanne Stabile, spoke about how she experienced him as a great listener. She said something like, 
It's so rare to meet someone who's both a great speaker and a great listener. It made me wonder what it means to be a great listener and whether or not I actually am. I think sometimes I'm a good listener, but also I'm better at listening to friends than I am listening to strangers. What struck me about Suzanne's comment was how she seemed to experience Brian as curious about everyone. I think there's something to this word, curious. It's a gateway to listening well. Curiosity teaches us to make space for people and ourselves to find out why we humans do what we do. The people who love ACE well are usually the curious ones. My mom radar tells me at the pool or the playground when a kid is staring at my son out of curiosity or out of disgust. The curious kids are the ones we approach. Those are the kids I introduce him to and explain, Ace doesn't talk very much, but he loves to play. As I've been studying the Beatitudes, I've begun to notice a circular pattern of generosity that begins with curiosity. When Jesus says, blessed are the meek or blessed are the poor in spirit, it's an invitation to those of us who don't see ourselves as meek or poor in spirit to be curious. Who are the meek? Where are they? And what does Jesus mean when he says they are blessed? And as we become curious about the stranger, the one who makes inappropriate sounds in the back of the room, the child at the pool who doesn't act like other kids, that curiosity we practice is going to lead us to listen. Listening leads to knowing, and knowing leads to love. And once you begin to love the stranger, you start to understand what Jesus means when he pronounces blessings upon the weak. The supremely blessed, the ones Jesus invites all of us to know and love, are most often the ones the world tries to hide. Hush the noisemaker in the back of the church. Move the child who's distracting out of the general ed class and into the segregated classroom. Move out of the city and into a neighborhood where you no longer have to confront the suffering reality of homelessness looking at myself here. It's a slow way, this business of listening, of searching for the blessed ones in the world. But I'm pretty certain that those who look for the ones Jesus blesses also end up finding Jesus along the way. A slow practice Let's take a moment to breathe together. Breathe in. Breathe out. Try as much as you can to set aside all mental images of God that you carry with you. No old grandpa in the sky no burdensome ideas that weigh you down. I want you to imagine what curiosity looks like 
maybe even curiosity personified. Imagine a curiosity whose foundation is love. Imagine the presence of God right here beside you, asking you the kinds of questions you've always wanted to be asked. Who are you? What do you love? What makes you come alive? Imagine the presence of God's Spirit here with you, asking you those questions. Feel free to pause the episode if you need more time. Now I'm inviting you to be curious about yourself, your family, your neighbors, and the stranger. I want you to imagine with me one person in your life who is hardest for you to understand, maybe even hardest for you to have compassion for. Maybe it's a close family member, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's someone you encountered only briefly. They bagged your groceries or cut you off in traffic or stood on the side of the road as you drove past. And you've never seen that person again. Write that person's name or description, if you don't know their name, at the top of a page. And I want you to spend a few minutes being curious about that person. Push past any preconceived notions or past relational baggage. Instead, force yourself to ask questions about how they feel, about their backstory, about why they do what they do. After you've written five to seven questions about this person, take a moment to imagine that person standing before the same curious and loving spirit of God. They are as loved and valuable and significant as you. Take a couple of minutes for reflection.
Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is, we make space for love. So, well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Carson Boyette and Val Schleter for managing my social media and keeping me organized. Jason Boyette for designing the label and being my wise knower of podcasts. And the great and good Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if you're too busy to do that, you probably shouldn't. Instead, make a cup of tea, sit and read, or better, take a nap. Until then, friends, let's go The Slow Way. See you next time.